0: Coming up today on Locked On at Texas Tech, the turnover margin has cast a gloomy pale over the Red Raiders season, but can Baron Morton be that shining light in the darkness? That and more as we get ready for the Jayhawks next on Locked On Texas Tech.
1: You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're
0: going to start this thing off right. Great to be with you again on Locked On at Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. And thanks as always to those making us their first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Today's episode brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with peace of mind and a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat over 50 infections. Get yours today at JaceMedical.com. That's J-A-S-E Medical.com. With the only Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, great to see you again, my man. And already here at the end of another week, getting ready for another kickoff. Lawrence, Kansas will be the scene coming up for an 11 a.m. tomorrow morning. It is the Red Raiders and the Jayhawks. We'll get to some keys to victory coming up on today's show. Also something touching on a topic that may actually be of, I don't know, a pleasant surprise to a Red Raider fan out there somewhere. Given how prominent the turnover conversation has been this season for Texas Tech, how much of that actually has tied directly in to who your quarterback is now, that being Baron Morton. We'll take a closer look coming up in just a moment. But, of course, now in the rear view, the weekly conversation with Red Raider head coach Joey McGuire that Chris has every week. And, Chris, it's kind of strange. It feels not quite like an open week. But it feels kind of quiet on the Red Raider front because you've had some additional time since you were last in action uh, on Thursday night a week ago, and you took down the horn Frogs. So you have some additional time to prepare for that one going into it, and because of the way it sets up, now a little bonus time to prepare for Kansas. So uh, how did you find Coach McGuire, and how did he describe the ways in which they've used some of that uh, a lot of time this week?
1: Yeah, we, you know, it, it felt like uh, when I visited with him last night, because we did the, the show before um that we had done was on Halloween. So it'd been, uh, it'd been, you know, it felt like two months, you know, I mean, yeah. the Rangers <laughs> had won the World Series between then. I mean, you'd beaten TCU between then. It was just like all these things. I'm like, geez, that seems like so long ago. But yeah, we're talking about Taj Brooks eclipsing a thousand yards and a possum and, you know, Baron Morton being back and all that stuff. And I feel like we had, uh, but that was the, that was the, you know, the way it worked out. And yeah, yeah, kind of a weird bye week in that. Yeah. You felt like you had a couple of bye weeks in the middle of that and and all that, but yeah, he, 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 you know, I think ready and amped up uh, to go play a really good uh, Kansas team. Uh, we, you know, we, we spent some time talking about uh, the portal and, and recruiting and, and kind of how they spent some of their time there, especially from a recruiting standpoint, and it allowed them a couple of different uh, Friday nights-ish to get out and go see kids. Um, I think he spent um, – I think it's well-documented uh, out there on, in the social medias because it's hard to, hard to hide these head coaches. I think a couple of Friday nights ago he was watching Will Hammond and then this past Friday night, he was watching Micah Hudson. He was photographed in, in both. So yeah, there's a uh, great video of him standing by a goalpost while while Hudson takes it to the house the other way.
0: <laughs> it just happened yeah. to line up. <laughs> Probably a local news crew, whoever it was, but it was uh, kind of a cool video to watch.
1: Yeah, so that and and those, and those get those both of those young men. Uh, they're both in the playoffs, I believe, right now in the high school playoffs. But they're both uh, set to be, I guess, signed in in Lubbock by you know mid December. I mean, yeah, Joey right did talk about that. That's right. It sure is, and Joey did talk about that. and that he, they've got it all set up that if they can advance to, to get into a, a bowl game, then then guys like that are set to be able to practice and be a part of that preparation. So, uh, I thought that's uh, that's some good stuff there. Um, a, cu- a couple of funny things. He, you know, because he, he he will he will freely admit, like, look. I get we're not having the season that we wanted to. Um, There's some things that we needed to be better at. There were some things that were out of our control, but, you know, it's not. But we are still, you know, trying to get to a bowl game as desperately as we can. It's important. Um, You know, like we are focused on this game this week. But he said, he goes, I'll tell you who's who's been letting me hear it a lot. And um, he he talked about his wife, Debbie. And so he said (laughs) – he said Debbie came home recently and was like, you know, honey, you need to win some games. I really like living here. So you, you need to you need to win some damn games. And I I just know because she's extremely competitive. Uh the going for it on fourth down at times, she she's she's like, What are we doing? you know, kind of thing. But obviously that's always when it doesn't work. Um, I just I love how transparent and, and free he is because most coaches would be. I don't know, like not openly talking about things like that. But you know, again, they're four and five and they 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 hadn't hadn't been the kind of year that they they wanted to to have. Uh but I just thought like it's I think it's good stuff when you can be as trained because they genuinely do love it here. And I don't know if they'd love it everywhere, but they love it here. And it, it and he's he and she are so easy to root for because they love here, they love it here, but they love the people right back and and the love that they've got anyway it's just uh, but you got to win they understand that um sure uh and
0: i think that's reciprocated real quick chris from so many in the fan base who really because of how they feel about them personally really wanted to work out with him um i've heard that so many times in the youtube comments i'm sure you've seen it on red that just from a personal level so many tech fans rooting for it to work out obviously we want to win football games but because of uh kind of the endearment uh, with that family just over the last year and a half or so, somebody want on a personal front for it to work out the same way.
1: And what what I what the one thing that I know they're doing well is they're recruiting really, really well. And at some point, yes, it has to pay off. You've got to develop them and, and all those things. But they're they're in some of this uncharted territory with with being able to st- stack some classes here. Um, and, and again, you continue to bring youth in. And Joey talked about the philosophy. He's like a lot of schools. And I think, you know, I mean, you could even point back to your last opponent. They've really gone all in on the portal. And like, that's what they're going to major in. He was like, we're just not going to do that. I don't think you can win long term if you continue to just spin your wheel there and and look to and, and maintain a culture. He goes, we will always dabble in the portal and like, you know, supplement and, and do because they, then they're going to go. They're going to get in the portal with offensive linemen, uh, maybe a D lineman, uh, some tight ends, uh, potentially a running back, you know, a DB. But you're still going to sign the bulk of your players uh, as high school players, and then develop really good kids and and all those things. And I think it's again, every coach can run their program how they see fit. You know, I think Matt Wells got into that and was pretty heavy into it because there was pressure to win and win right now. I think Joey has some of that pressure, but I think that it's pretty clear when you bring somebody here, and their their strongest point is recruiting, and and that's kind of the his identity with the Texas high school coaches and all those things. There's got to be some time given because that's really what needed to be fixed was your your roster and your talent base and all that, and, and they're starting to to do some of that. So uh, we, we had a good conversation about about that. And and I'll, you know, switching to pivoting to Kansas real fast, just on the show, Joey made a couple of three points that I think were very valid.
0: First, today's episode brought to you by eBay Motors. And eBay Motors has you covered with everything you need to maintain your vehicle and keep that ride-or-die ride on the road. Or if you're just looking to elevate your car's game to the next level of performance, they got what you're looking for. With roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, superchargers, and accessories of all kinds to fit your style, whether you're looking for speed, power, or design, eBay Motors has you covered with over 122 million parts to perfectly fit what you need, so just head over today to eBay.com/motors, where you're gonna always find exactly what you're looking for, and with no risk because of eBay's guaranteed fit. Your part is guaranteed to fit just right every time, or your money back, keeping you burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to keep your ride or die ride on the road and moving your life forward at eBay.com/slash motors ebay guaranteed fit only
1: available to u.s customers
0: eligible items only exclusions do apply
1: pivoting to kansas real fast just on the show joey made a couple of three points that i think are very valid one is one of the things that they did with this offense this kansas offense that makes it so good for kansas is that it's extremely unique nobody in the big 12 does anything like this which it's kind of like what iowa state used to do on defense um, and, and it's like, or, or Mark Adams used to do on defense as well. Like something like, Whoa, this is, what is this sorcery? Have not seen this. We don't practice against this much, but yeah, running the triple option and just the speed option and all these things out of a variety of sets with personnel groups and moving your pieces around and all that. it, it, it It's unique. It sticks out like a sore thumb that benefits Kansas because people don't see it. And, and I think that that's a good point. The other point that I think he made, you want to know why Kansas has all of a sudden gotten gotten better or gotten good and and Lance Leipold has done a phenomenal job but what he has been able to take advantage of and other people have pointed this out as well but do you remember the name of Charlie Weiss I do okay a terrible terrible hire by the Kansas Jayhawks (laughs) so Charlie Weiss you know went in and, and he just jacked that roster up I mean jucoed it up, uh, you know, kick guys off, or whatever. Uh, it, it was a freaking mess. You end up in a scenario to where they had gotten down to like the 60 to 65 scholarship range. And the way the rules are, you could only catch, o- catch up incrementally, you know, like you couldn't get it all back. Well, and, and even David Beatty kind of inherited that, problem and he kind of got it turned a little bit and I think had he been given time he would have gotten them back to a bowl game and all that but what Lance Leipold has come into is with the new rule uh, of the portal and that when guys leave you can replace them and maintain that 85 scholarship limit he's now got a full roster for the he's the first Kansas coach that's really had that and I don't know we're probably going on eight to ten years where he's had like a full complement of what a roster is supposed to look like and it's obviously paid off. Um uh but I think that's why the quick turn and that's why they're 16th in the uh you know the college football playoff rankings and why they're they're kind of you know they're starting to roll and he's a damn good coach. Uh so um anyway, I just thought I'd, I'd point some of yeah. those out from the show last night.
0: Yeah, interesting stuff and and something else that you pointed out to me um that I want to get into here with you is a conversation regarding Baron Morton, and this is another point of discrepancy between these two teams, the second part of this, turnover margin. Obviously, a Tech fan knows that it has been a nightmarish kind of conversation uh, when you're talking turnover margin for Tech so far this season. You have not taken it away as much as you hope to, but you have definitely given it away far more often than you expected to. 16-10 to going the wrong way for Texas Tech so far this season. Just for posterity's sake, the Jayhawks, giving it away 10 times, taking it away 13. So not prolific, but they are positive as far as the turnover margin is concerned. But Chris, what you mentioned to me in a, a brief conversation off the year was, you know, some consideration of how the guy that is your quarterback now has impacted the turnover margin, which when you reflect on it, it had actually has a fairly light connection
1: so i i was uh i was listening to uh some a big 12 conversation on a radio show um a national radio show uh yesterday and and one of the in this game came up the, the texas tech kansas game came up and uh i i think the conversation was could, is Texas Tech in a position to be a spoiler and, and you know, like down the stretch here? Because you could spoil Kansas' this season or end any hopes that they have uh, of a Big 12 title game appearance. And you certainly could play spoiler with Texas with whatever they hope to do, whether it's you know college football playoff or Big 12 title game. Whatever you're in a position to to upset the apple cart there with both programs. And it was brought up because, okay, well, Baron Morton is back. And now, are they, so now are they in a position to, to operate this way? But then the, the counterpoint was, but man, they, they just turn it over so much. Those problems still remain. And so I don't know if Baron Morton is enough. To, and I got to thinking about it. I'm like, that's not really accurate at all. Uh, I think it, it's worth pointing out. Yes, you've had turnover problems. Uh, it's well-documented. I think you have 12 picks on the year. I can't remember how many fumbles that you've given away, but I know Taj Brooks has fumbled one time, Miles Price on a punt return, and 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 on and on it went. But uh, it's well-documented in some of these losses, you know, the BYU, the Kansas State, uh, the Oregon, all, all those, the lopsided, not enough takeaways, turning it over way too much, bad combination. Baron Morton's not responsible for any of this, folks. Uh, the last The last turnover he had was... Uh, in Waco and it was an underthrown deep ball. And I I'd like to think that a lot of that had to do with, you know, his arm strength, not being back. I mean, that was one of the first games back. Um, I think he's learning to play with that injury and, and dealing with that and, and all those things. And he just simply underthrew it and didn't have the juice in that arm after that AC sprain, uh, AC joint sprain and all that stuff. But I mean, Cowan, I mean, it's, it's, you know, and then, and then the other interception he's thrown was at the, you know, the tail end of the Tarleton State game, which was garbage time. Uh, but he hasn't coughed it up at all. Uh, I just, I just thought it's worth pointing out that, you know, as you go forward here, you, you can maintain that that has been an issue with this team, but it doesn't stick to Baron Morton at all. Uh, that, that, that would be inaccurate. And, and I will tell you, Kansas is, Kansas is, um, Maybe we'll reverse jinx it here, but Kansas is like they've had a couple of pick sixes in back to back weeks. They jump routes. They're very aggressive. I think you can use this against them. Uh, So keep an eye on on that. Like I think double moves may get them, stuff like that. But I mean, they'll be very aggressive and try to, you know, because they give up. They give up. I think it's four passes of 20 yards or more on average. You know, so they give up some explosives in the past game. And I think part of that is because they're they aggressive. So we'll see what Barron can do there. And, like, speaking of explosive, one other point I'll make Jason Bean runs a 10 300 meters. Legit track, dude. You want to get an idea how fast that is? You ain't got nobody running 10 3 on your team. Now, I don't know if he's healthy right now and. All those, but he's been track. you know, he's been locked in at a 10-3, I think. In high school, he was a legit track stud. So you want to know how fast the Kansas quarterback is, 10-3 will do it for you. Uh stick him at the line of scrimmage or behind, he'll <laughs> never get started. We'll yes. wrap it up quicker
0: than 10-3. If you just put that hat right there, <laughs> boom, baby. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of wondering to myself as you're talking about some of the aggression from some KUDBs um is this some double move time and hey o line we need some more time for baron morton to take advantage of some of that stuff I, I don't know maybe you're trying some of that again that equation hasn't been all that friendly to you if you're asking for some extra time for your qb so far this season but i think the turnover aspect of this and baron morton hopefully continuing to be our guy knock on wood to uh, wrap up the season is a really interesting one because you're sitting there talking about those turnovers 16 of them 12 picks four fumbles 12 picks And we're sitting here talking about a top 25 team on the other sideline. And we can talk all we want about, hey, our defense hadn't taken it away as much as we need. Sure as hell not when you're giving it up 16 times. But they hadn't gotten as many takeaways as we wanted. They got three fewer than Kansas. Top 25 team. What allows that to be a hell of a lot more survivable is not giving it away 16 times, which Kansas has not done. So, yeah, if you're sitting here talking about a quarterback who has not been that mistake prone, where could you be uh, as a football team? And I think you obviously, here's some expert analysis, would be much, much better off. So I do believe that it kind of looms like a narrative, you know, over a team, uh, potentially, when you get to this point in the season. Some of the things you haven't been all that good at. But as I mentioned, a clean slate or whatever cliche you want to use. I think there's some of that going on with Baron Morton. What kind of team can you be if you do not devastate yourself in the turnover column? I could be six foot five if I was not born without shins. Shout out to Cotton Hill. You know, I mean, what kind of team could you have been? So maybe we explore that option as we wrap up the season. Chris, as we wrap up the episode, I want to explore some keys to victory with you. First, today's episode brought to you by Jace Medical, and I just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medications with Jace Medical. Do you know what that means? It means you can, say, bring on extended travel. You can say, bring on the next natural disaster, and you can say, bring on supply chain issues because you're covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics from Cialis, Viagra, or Revadio prescriptions. And this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. So go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12 month supply on your daily medication. And remember to use our promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. Heard this from a verified customer recently who said they're thankful for the service with supply chain issues causing them to cut their pills in half to have them. They ordered most of their meds with a year's supply from Jace Medical and they also picked up the antibiotic kit. Feeling secure now. Is what they'd tell you if they were in my seat. Prices are lower than local pharmacies and it's recommended for everyone. So if you were someone you love, would get some peace of mind by having a year's supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. And remember to use our promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase at jacemedical.com. Chris, as we wrap up the episode, I want to explore some keys to victory with you because this is, we get let off the week with this thought. You know, arguably as challenging of a situation as you have been in all season long. I think maybe the best team that you faced up to this point in time came to your house, so there's not the road aspect to it, but you combine the road aspect to it, and you combine top 25 Kansas was still plenty to play for as far as you've mentioned hardware aspirations within the league. I don't know. Do you see it similarly? This arguably is the toughest spot I think that Tech has found themselves in maybe competitively. As we sit here on paper, uh, so far this season,
1: yeah, this is this is going to be this isn't you know. And that's what Joey and I all, all were talking about too. He's like, I'm trying to tell these kids that this ain't the old Kansas man. I mean, the, the, yeah. these guys, this is a really good, well-rounded team. I think that you know Kansas's uh, defense wasn't expected to be very good coming into the year, and that was the big concern about them. But their defense has been much, much better. And and the thing about like their takeaways that I think makes it different than than you is that against like Oklahoma and Iowa State, which is why we're talking about them being ranked sixth. Go look at those final scores. But they have they they've done more with their takeaways because they get them into the end zone, they score off of them. And if you go look at those two scores, I mean it it's it's I don't know if it is the difference, but it 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 factored in heavily, and that's what you you've got to avoid. You can't you can't give the Jayhawks anything on, you know, special teams or, or allow their defense to score off of you at all. Uh, because their 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 offense is gonna be a pain in the ass to deal with, man. I'm just telling you. And like you may you may stop it, stop it, stop it. They're gonna get some explosives on you. They're gonna they're gonna hit you with some stuff, but you've got to get your running game going. You got to keep the turnover train rolling, man. You got to figure out a way to I, I do think Jason Bean will throw it to you. I really do. I think that he tried to throw several to Oklahoma. Uh, they dropped them. Uh, I think that, you know, or there was a, a an interference call, I think, on one, and, and it was taken away. Um, he, you know, because I, I think what I was telling you in, in some of the our correspondence is that th- they've only lost two games, and th- those are the two teams at the top of the Big 12 standings right now, Texas and, and Oklahoma State. What Oklahoma State did, they clearly said, we're not going to let you run it. And and yet Kansas, you know, was able to run it just a bit, but they'd be like, okay, well, we're going to throw it. And Jason Bean threw for five touchdown passes. And you're thinking, huh, wow, but he made the mistake at the end. And I think they they kept making him go back to the well over and over and over again. And he finally cracked and made a mistake. And it was an interception that ended that game there in Stillwater. But... That's what I think teams have really done is they've they've really limited that run game and they have forced Jason Bean to to repeat the process of being a drop back guy and and all that. And so, you know, that turnover train, maybe rabbit will catch a few this time. And I mean, that's what Joey said last night. He's like, you know, we got to we got to pick him off some, you know, we're going to be in a position to do it. Do we hold on to the ball? Do we commit a penalty? Uh, on on the play and then it negates it like it happened versus TCU, but that's just going to be key. And then the, and it sounds so cliche ish, but it's been such a major storyline for for the Red Raiders this year. But that margin, man, it's just got to be you got to be even plus one plus two range. I think you know to have a chance in this one. So yeah. we'll see what we get. Yeah, going back to the
0: defensive side of things in the uh, previous four games prior to Texas Christian, only one takeaway for Tech. Had two and probably could have, should have had a few more against Texas Christian. They like to say over the years that they uh, come in bunches. So we're uh, we're hoping they're bunching up a little bit further here. This, I was give, me, just, give me, give me, give yeah. me, give me, give me. I was just singing to some doggies on the prairie yesterday. Let me sing to these boys real quick. Bunch up little turnovers, bunch up little turnovers. All right, here we go. Before we get out of here, back to the offense, though, because this is an interesting thread that maybe a Tech fan hadn't noticed quite yet this season. Now, you probably have noticed your tight end position has been banged up and then some. Mason Tharp expected to be out again, but if you're hoping to pull it off on the road again, I guess that tight end pond is a good one to be fishing in, Chris, because Baylor Cup has been a common theme
1: in road success. I just wanted to point this out because, yeah, I mean, you're only two road wins with Joey McGuire as, as head coach. That's been the common theme, uh, and I'm, I'm talking true road games. It doesn't count the bowl yeah. game, but yeah, he's got Tutties, man, and both of them, you know. Easy enough. So that's right, <laughs> you know. And w- when you want to win, throw it to the tight end, right? Um, that's right. He's been dinged up. I, I think he kind of flies under the radar a little bit. Uh, I think that the way kansas's scheme is sets up i think there's some opportunities for him especially in the red zone uh or just in general uh i i hope that uh he has a good game and i i think if he that's a pretty good omen if he can you know find pater a little bit and ca- get one in the end zone because like i said man two in waco and one in ames man and th- th- those were those were wins so we'll see i'm just looking looking yeah. for something man but uh yeah when it gets down there maybe just Force one to Baylor. Maybe we'll just keep the keep the string going or something. Yeah.
0: What do the analytics say about uh, you winning on the road every time <laughs> you give this guy a score, hundred percent of the time? I think that's a green light all day, every day. Hey, really quickly before we get out of here, eleven a.m. kickoff. Typically an advantage, I think, for a road team. Obviously, a good team is going to overcome that. Whenever you're kicking it off, which Kansas has been so far this season, but paired with that kickoff time, better team in Kansas, more interest growing. Typically, a nap-worthy environment you're going to find there at that stadium. What are you actually anticipating as far as what the hostility level is going to be at 11 a.m. on Saturday? You think it'll be a little dreary,
1: or what what do you think? Weather's supposed to be nice, so I don't think the weather keeps it. You know, I I get. I think that you were. You were. I'm taking it too literal what you said, but I I, I do think. uh, (laughs) I, I I will tell you that. It was dreary weather, uh, literally, uh, versus Oklahoma, and that was a mid-afternoon kick. I think, or that may have been eleven a.m. or two. Either way, it wasn't full. Out, which shocked me. Yeah. So last time you're going to get Oklahoma, you're really good. You pull off the upset, uh, but it wasn't. It wasn't full at all. Speaking of ponds, you put your field goal in a pond for crying out loud. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it wasn't full to start it. <laughs> yeah, need to go get a new one. Yeah, and Oklahoma State did the same thing. What sure. is it with just dunking the the goalpost? Oklahoma I don't know, but State actually pond, man. I know the Oklahoma State actually pulled theirs out. They got theirs out of the pond. They I don't know if they're going to reset it back up and march it back into the stands or what, but. Yeah. What, what catalog do you order one of those after? Hey, where's the goalpost catalog? We need a, we need a new one shipped here. You're going to have PETA uh, all
0: up in you. You leave that thing to disintegrate by those ducks in the pond though. So
1: that's probably, yeah, a good idea. That, that's right. Get it out. But I, I don't, there was a time and I'm not even joking when we would show up with these 11 AMers uh, on the road there and you could count less than hundred people in the stands. Uh, like when, when we would go on the air Um you know and and it 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 and I, that would always be in like an hour before but it just there was no interest and it was just a yeah a flat yeah. atmosphere which sometimes that works against the the road team the home team's used to playing in it the road team it's like dude we're playing in front of these crowds there's no energy in here and, and that's when bad things happen yeah. uh but i i do think absolutely the advantage uh Maybe maybe it's just slight, but I think the advantage uh, does go to the road team in, in these eleven a.m. <laughs> games, just because, yeah, you, you know, there's not a lot of juice in these stadiums. It's not natural for people to to be as amped up at eleven a.m. as they would be at three or four o'clock or seven o'clock or whatever after some some beverages.
0: I guess I didn't see the number against Oklahoma or or see it physically uh, on the screen, what it looked like in the stands, but that surprises me a little bit and probably gives you some indication of uh, how far they have to go uh, to be a football fan base, I guess, worth uh, their salt, at least what's being uh, put on the field so far this season. So big challenge, plenty enough coming up with just the guys in the hats. Uh, In the colored shirts, but uh, we'll see what the, the folks in the stands have for the Red Raiders as well. Chris, enjoy the call, my man. Travel safe. You got a busy weekend again because obviously hoops is on the horizon as well. Basketball season on and popping. We're talking about that. We're talking about what goes down in Lawrence and all things in
1: between when we convene
0: again, man. Looking forward to it. Thanks for the time as always.
1: If I don't see you in Lawrence out there, people, uh, Kansas, I'll see you. Uh, and, and I wondered if we get a Pat Mahomes, uh, visitation, mm-hmm. uh, a sighting it's chiefs bye week. So yeah, it's nearby, it's nearby. We'll see. Uh, just remember that I said that. And okay. then, uh, we'll, uh, maybe we'll see you at the uh, United supermarkets arena on Sunday, one o'clock tip there against San Jose state and 10 miles. They do a really good job. So it won't be an easy one. And, kind of like the same kind of atmosphere problem for your home team there with an early game that that maybe the Jayhawks have. I don't know. Just be aware. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I appreciate the time. Keep hope alive, everybody. Cowan, your your money as always, man. Uh, We'll talk to you next week. If Lovick don't get up for San Jose State, I'm out of here. Because I. Just,
0: if you can't get up for San Jose State, what are we doing, folks? Have a great weekend. For Chris, I'm Casey. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube so you never miss an episode. And we'll see you for the next round on Locked On Texas Tech.